Hi, this is Mary Coughlin, and I want to welcome you to the Care Out Loud podcast, presented to you by Caring Essentials Collaborative, founder of the Trauma-Informed Professional Certificate Program and internationally recognized leader in trauma-informed developmentally supportive education for parents and professionals serving babies, children, and families in crisis around the globe. I'm wicked excited you're here as we talk about caring out loud. In each moment lies a unique opportunity to create a kinder, more connected and compassionate world one moment at a time. And it all begins with you. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Jaylee Hilliard, Senior Director of Clinical Strategy at Angel Eye Health and former NICU mom. Last week's episode wrapped up with Jaylee sharing her personal experience as a NICU mother within the context of being a NICU nurse and the profound responsibility we have as clinicians to build rapport with parents as we care for the most precious person in their lives. Glad to have you back. Yeah. I think, you know, the word that's popping up to me now, listening to you, and, and it, it again, it feels like it's a thread. I mean, when you described your clinical practice, it was clear to me, you have a fierceness about, um, you know, family-centered care, a fierceness about relationships and and comforting and, and all, you know, all of those um, really humanistic dimensions. And then, you know, I, when I, I remember one of my earliest conversations with you, that fierceness um, came through loud and clear. I mean, with a big heart, you know, it wasn't like beating people over the head, you know, it was like <laughs> just a real fierceness, um, a clarity and a conviction um, to, you know, like mama bear, these, these families in crisis. And so I'm just going to take you now from the stories that you've been sharing and kind of building this, this beautiful piece of art, if you will, um, oh. that is your life, as you then transitioned into your role with Angel Eye. Uh, and, and I, of course, you know, I have the benefit of a little bit of an inside scoop, you know, just because we've been together, you know, with the advisory board um, for a sure. little while that I see that fierceness. Do you feel that? Like how, when you made that transition, tell us a little bit about how and why you made that transition and now where you are now, you know, what, what is the, what is the feel of the work that you do now? Sure. So when I transitioned out of my previous director role, um, you know, I took several months off to really reflect and find clarity about where I had been what was going on, you know, presently, and then what did I want to do in the future? <clears throat> and one of the things that I had done was spent time on our, the neonatal services line, um, pediatric and neonatal value analysis team, where we had interacted a lot with different vendors and folks in industry. And I had found myself, um, critiquing, if you will, how people would pitch their product or their yep. service. And I had been the person that a lot of account managers were approaching to try to, you know, get funding for their specific product or technology. Um, and angelized technology and who they were as a company and their mission and vision had always really resounded with me. Um, it made a lot of sense. I really appreciated that they were all about those connections and keeping families connected as much as possible. So 
having that passion for, you know, family-centered or family-integrated care, that technology resonated with me. And so I approached um, some of the leaders at AngelEye at a conference after I had resigned from my previous position and told them that I was really interested in helping bridge that gap between healthcare and industry. And I really believed in their product and their company and who they mm -hmm. were and what they were doing. And I would just love to find a way to be a part of it. I didn't know exactly what that would look like at the time, but I knew that I had some unique tools in my tool belt, if yeah. you will, yeah. to help support them on their journey as a company. So um, it has been nothing but a privilege and an honor to serve in this capacity um, as, as the senior director of clinical strategy for the company. And it's been really incredible over the last three years to see how all of the background and experience um, has helped us really influence, um, you know, where Angelite is as a company and the direction mm -hmm. that we can go in the future. And so I'm really, really excited about that. I'm going to pause for a second because I don't remember the second part of the question. I know it was, how do I get there? But I forgot. Yeah. What... <laughs> it's all good. Because <laughs> um, I've forgotten it also. So <laughs> Okay. I'm like, you I'm... asked me, how did I transition? And then you said something else about Angelite and I forgot. Oh, no, it's all good. I mean, I think, you know, um, the word that was jumping out to me as you were sharing was, holy moly, what a courageous chick. Not only is this chick oh. super fierce, but courageous. And I also like how you um, shared that you needed to take that time off. And um, I, I think it's important for people to understand, you know, that, you know, in order to, for your life to unfold in ways that really align with your values, right? Align with you know, your heart's mission, you need to give yourself that time to really think about what is my next step? You know, how am I going to, um, how am I going to really fall into the place where I really am being called to serve? Um, I mean, many of us, myself included, you know, you can just jump from position to position because you just, you know, you know, it doesn't feel right, but you're not really sure um, what it's supposed called. to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so I really think that that was a beautiful thing to share with everyone um, because, you know, I, I mean, everybody experiences this, right? Where, where do I go? I, I, I've learned a lot from this experience. Um, there's something here, you know, there's something here. And you, and, and you said, I wasn't sure what it was going to look like, but sure. here you go. And um, I mean, those guys, Angel, I really made out in the deal, you know, I mean, um, getting That's you, so um, you know, into that position to really then drive this vision of, of compassionate service to families in crisis. I mean, gee, Willikers, sure. what an awesome what an awesome calling. I mean, so so here you are. What is the best thing about the work that you do right now? You know, I think the best thing is knowing that in this position at Angel Eye, you know, it's not just the opportunity at the bedside to support one family, one baby, one interaction at a time, mm -hmm. but we have our technology in more than 125 NICUs across the U.S. So interacting with leaders that are in those roles that I have held in the past and just mm -hmm. really being there to support them, to advocate for them, to help them understand how the technology can support them, the clinicians, the care team, and then also really minimize the impact of trauma that these families and babies experience mm -hmm. while they're there. Um, that is the most rewarding piece of this job. And knowing that our technology is impacting 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I think this year, um, year to date, and this data is a little um, old, we have had, oh gosh, I need to figure out the number. It's like 10 million, 10 wow. million interactions on our platform. Um, so 10 million That's... connections with families just in 2022. And to me, that's just so incredible to think about. Um, yeah. So whether it's, you know, a, you know, whether it's a spouse or a family member that's overseas or deployed or somehow separated or the family lives, you know, an hour or more away from the hospital. Um, we know a lot of these families struggle with competing yeah. priorities with work and siblings and, you know, keeping their family and household running while their child's in the NICU and this technology allows them to not just be connected visually to their child, but to also be connected to the care team and that communication to support their child through pumping. And then also the education and resources they need to really be that ultimate partner in care and feel confident yeah. when they transition from the NICU to home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, what's really coming through in what you're sharing with us is that, um, there is, you know, that the partner that we can actually have beautiful, compassionate, loving partnerships with industry um, and meet our healthcare goals, right? Read, meet our mission goals. Because um, I know sometimes, you know, like, I mean, even my role as an educator, I sometimes get, you know, folks kind of like a little side eye me. Um, you know, like, well, what do you, what is this? What is in this for you? You know, doing this uh -huh. education and that sort of thing. And it's like, um, I'm not, I'm not even there. Like, I'm not even thinking about what's in it for me. I'm thinking about what's in it for the babies, the families right. and, and your colleagues. And I think the way you're sharing this story and I've seen it, like, I mean, I, I see how you work. I see how your company works, um, is just so, um, interconnected, like completely committed to the human mission of the work and trying to meet those human mission goals through, you know, cool technology, but never losing um, the focus, right? That this is about creating Absolutely. connections, creating, maintaining and supporting relationships and really trying to manage the, the trauma experience. Absolutely. I, so I guess, you know, and I, and of course, you know, my passion is trauma-informed care. So um, it, just in your view, you know, and again, no pressure with this, but do you sure. see, do you see that there's a connection with, a trauma-informed approach to to care in the NICU and the technology that you guys um, develop and 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 provide to hospitals around the world. Absolutely, I think you know with our platform, we're really aiming to support families and clinicians in mitigating that whole trauma experience that the infant family dyad may experience. So our tools are really aimed to connect, communicate, educate, and empower families so that they can really be the best parent and partner and care while their child is in the NICU. Yeah. And when you're communicated with, when you feel like you're a member of the team, when you have somebody that's on your side to help you anticipate what you should be expecting or you know, that you're going to be communicated with, whether you were able to make it to that two minute rounds at your baby's bedside mm -hmm. or not. All of those pieces work so well collectively together to help parents become, you know, that ultimate care partner mm -hmm. in the NICU. And, you know, 
from being a NICU nurse, I know there were a lot of times that were like, why is this family not here? Why are they not visiting? Or they never make it to rounds or call to check on their baby. You know, what I've learned and observed over the years is that if you take time to get to know the family and understand where they're coming from, what they're going through, you know, what are all of those different components that make them who they are today and all of their experiences add up to how they're handling and coping or not coping with the experience in the NICU. So anything we can do to meet with them where they are and give them access to the tools, to the people, to the team, um, and to their child are all things that can really help us achieve the ultimate goal. And I, I know for everybody that is that we, you know, are supporting babies and achieving those, you know, ultimate outcomes, but also minimizing the trauma for the family. You know, I myself am still trying to cope and process through some of the like postpartum anxiety and trauma I experienced. And if I experienced that being a NICU nurse and former NICU director in the same NICU, I can only imagine how impactful and what a toll that takes on families that are coming into this brand new world, this brand new universe, um, and trying to process that along with that feeling of being disconnected and removed from your child. And in some cases really abruptly. Yeah. I mean, all of these examples that you're sharing, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but um, there are these principles um, or values. They, they kind of go back and forth with the term of um, a trauma informed approach. And it's about safety. It's about choice. It's about collaboration empowerment, and then trustworthiness, you know, all of these kind of combine and create either a trusting or a not so trusting milieu. And so all of those examples that you shared really align with that. So at least from my perspective, and I'm glad you agree (laughs) um, (laughs) that, you know, what, what, what your service is about is about being trauma informed. And I think it's just really important for more obviously for more clinicians, more healthcare organizations, but also industry folks and vendors to really understand, you know, what it is to meet individuals where they are and where they are is many of them are drowning in their suffering that many, many of them are so overwhelmed. They can't see which way is up. And so we have these amazing opportunities and responsibilities to really reach out, throw them that lifeline. Um, And that lifeline is always bridged by a human being. Right. I mean, the technology is cool, but at the end of the day, it's the human beings that facilitate that that um, connection through the the technology. So it's 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 a beautiful partnership. It's really I I think it's amazing um, what the you know, the work that you're doing and how it's been informed by your life experiences, both personally, professionally, you know, um, the, the whole gamut. So I'll I'll hit you up with this question that um, might kind of feel like a curveball, um, okay. but the 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 podcast is called Care Out Loud, and I would love to know what that means to you. When I told you that was the name of the podcast, you know what thoughts went through your head. So I'm I'm glad that you brought this up and asked because I I received like a few of these questions obviously before the podcast, and I was trying to process. And to me for some reason that was really difficult for me to try to process or articulate or think through before um, our interview this morning. But I was just on a call with a NICU director right before this. And 
she was talking to me about her life and experience. And she said that her sister gave her this gift that's hanging in her office. And it, she showed it to me. It's like this little block. And it says, being a nurse is more than a job. It's a way of life. Mm -hmm. And when she said that quote and shared that with me this morning, to me, I thought, that is what caring out loud is like it's not something that we just do once or twice mm -hmm. it is to me being a nurse it is more than a job it's more than a you know nine to five it is truly a way of life and I think you know showing compassion and love and empathy to other people being a continuous learner um, and finding ways to support people and kind of meet them where they are where they are um, are all ways that we can choose to to care out loud every day. Well, can I tell you, my friend, you care out loud in a big, huge, wonderful way. I'm so blessed that you are able to share your time with me and share your story with me. Um, I have just two more little questions to, to hit sure. you up with. Um, what do you think, what is your one big thing, right? Um, you know, that would tell you that you've really, you've, you've met your mission, you've, 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 you know, you've done the work that you've been called to do. What is that one big thing that lets you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you you're there? Can you, is that too hot of a question or? <laughs> no, <clears throat> I mean, it is a hard question. Um, and maybe this is because my own NICU experience as a mom is still so recent and fresh for me. But yeah. for me, that one big thing that lets me know that my purpose in the world has been met is really raising my daughter to be a good human um, and to teach her and be able to observe her showing love and compassion to other people and finding her own way to contribute in the world so that, you know, whatever I've done in my lifetime is just that. But I think raising this next generation of humans yeah. to be kind and to love others and find their own way to care out loud every day is what it's really about. So for me, that's, that's what it would be. Um, well, and you, you're just absolutely the perfect person and you've got a great, um, you've had great exposure to those types of influencing experiences with the role modeling of, of your mom and working with the, the children, you know, in the camps. And then of course, Mr. King and the impact that he's had on your life. And now how you've been able to make this huge impact on the lives of folks at Angel Eye, I'm sure I might be speaking out of turn, but I'm sure you've touched them in meaningful ways. And you certainly have made a big impact on me as well. And I'm incredibly grateful um, to have met your acquaintance and to really continue to partner with you in this beautiful mission that you have envisioned for Angel Eye and, and of course for your life as well. So we'll ask you one final fun question. Okay. So we'll just okay. whew, take a deep breath and just kind of relax a little bit. And now just so we can get to know a little bit more about Jay Lee, let's uh -oh. find out what is on Jay Lee's bedside nightstand. What is on your bedside oh, nightstand? This is a really <laughs> good question. Okay, well, I should first preface this with, it is full of so much stuff because my <laughs> daughter spends every evening in there laying with me reading books. So it is full of books that a 20-month-old um, enjoys reading. Um, the wonky donkey, um, <laughs> learning our shapes and colors, a hundred first words. Um, so we're working on teaching and learning. And then I also have um, my stress away essential oils. 
<laughs> I love and it. I've got essential oils there to help, you know, debrief at the end of a, of a day. And then um, I also have this really cool devotional, um, like a daily devotional about dealing with stress and anxiety. And I found that this daily devotional and just like, you know, reflecting on God's word and, um, you know, trying to put things that are going on in our own life and world in perspective has been really helpful as I kind of close out the day and start a new day. So there it is. I That's absolutely so love it. <laughs> and 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 it's not very surprising what you have on your nightstand now that we've, you know, heard your story and everything and it really just aligns with just the amazing beautiful soul that you are and and again um I'm so grateful that you shared your time and shared your story with us and I hope um that you know sharing your story um really impacts those that are listening, you know that they really feel that you know, it's cool to follow your heart. It's cool to be fierce. It takes courage to make a difference and leave an impression in the world. But if you really want to step into the invitation to care out loud, which I think is, is an essential element of all of us, right? We all want to step out and, and make a difference in the world that you've been, you've just left a beautiful mark in the, in the hearts and souls of those that have been listening and some pretty good examples of how to get there as well. Thank so. you so much, Mary. You oh. and your are just incredibly inspiring. Um, and I always have a great time and enjoy um, some good laughs when we're together. So thank you so <laughs> much for the experience and for the invitation to participate. I'm, I'm so excited um, about all the amazing things that you're doing in, in the world of neonatology today, too. Oh, thank you so very much, Jaylee. Mwah. Oh, have a good day. <laughs> You as well, my friend. You as well. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope you'll join me next week when I get to chat with a true pioneer and advocate, the amazing Lauren Ingledow. Lauren is the co-founder of the Adult Preemie Advocacy Network, which was established in January 2021 to provide peer support for adults born preterm, while also creating partnerships that promote ongoing research and awareness related to the lifelong impact of preterm birth on adult health and wellness. To quote the founders, we are wanting to raise our voices and help others understand that prematurity is a lifelong condition. We may not catch up by two years of age. You won't want to miss this episode. Remember, showing up on purpose makes the difference, and that difference begins when we care out loud together. <laughs>